Tension in a golf swing is a miserable item to deal with, but so important that we understand. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, Aaron Stewart, Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thanks for joining me again today on what I am happy to announce is another Fred Shoemaker Friday. So when going back through this interview, there's so many cool things. I just can't... Uh, we covered a lot of ground, and I've been pulling them out hither and thither to try to, to uh, try to help us get the essence of Fred Shoemaker and what he teaches in golf, because it's different from anybody else, and I believe that it helps us as golfers more quickly than any other type of coaching in golf. And so this little bit right here, this is, uh, for any of you that have been listening to these, this will sound familiar, but we approached it, we took a little different clip out. And I approached it a little bit differently. So in this particular clip, um, it was it started with a question about power and how to get power. And so we discussed on that. And that was really covered quite well in a different podcast earlier on, on a, a previous Fred Schumacher Friday. But this particular bit I've cut out is to do with tension and what tension can do in the golf swing. Um, we all have heard that tension is bad in the golf swing, but we don't necessarily know why. So I wanted to let this run, and then on the other side, we'll talk a little bit more about attention and what we can uh, do with it, or uh, what we can do to avoid it and hopefully get away from it. So let's jump right into it right now. You can they over tighten way too much, uh, but if suppose I'm a center fielder and I, the ball comes out to me and the guy's running to second base, so I'm going to throw it to the second baseman covering the bag, but then he rounds second base and he's going to third. All of a sudden, for some beautiful reason, I take a bigger step. I turn more. Everything changes and I throw to third. Now, did someone have to teach me that? Or does my body respond to that? So I basically said to you, throw further. Big instruction, right? Throw further. I sounded creepy almost. <laughs> yeah, and but your it, body did. And, yeah. That was the amazing thing. And, and the, I think the big thing that we discussed right after was like, I couldn't believe how much tension had to come. I had to have less tension to throw it further. And, yeah, I, way to go. and that was the big, that was the big takeaway is like, Oh, I can't, I can't, my normal golf swing, I can't throw, but it, in order for me to really let it go, I've got to, I've got to loosen up some, some things and try not to, and, and just let it go. And uh, that was yeah. the big thing right there. We started hitting balls and then throwing and then hitting balls. It's like, oh, I have, I'm tightening some stuff up that I had no idea I was tightening up. And yeah. that's taking away from my power. Yes. Yeah. One of our coaches, Evan Schiller, said, you know, mm. uh, he, he said, you know, I think people, before they even swing, have ruined their swing. Just the setup mm. alone tightens things that it makes it unable to have both the path, path work and the complete use of their body. And the more I get into this, the more I see Evan's really accurate. He had a, a sense of how things, before they start, there's, you've seen swimmers do their kind of shake down their body before they swim. Everybody has something that gets them in the, in the mode to hit. Mm -hmm. Golfers usually stand over it 
and then think about what to do next. And the very times just having thoughts tighten the body. So, mm. I mean, when I first got into uh, golf in, in terms of uh, teaching and coaching, I thought I knew a lot of stuff to do. Mm -hmm. And the more I'm into it, the more I realize one of my jobs is to have a person, my only job is to have a person be present to their experience. They don't learn from me. They learn from their experience. I mean, the same way you learn how to walk with your child and balance on a bicycle and a thousand other things. And mm -hmm. the state of mind of the performer has a lot to do with the performance. And if you're mm -hmm. in the head with worry, doubt, anxiety, fear, hope, all the range of things, you can only not feel it's very difficult to perform. So that throwing motion is just a motion that, you know, as I said earlier, basically you've done since you're a child. And to be able to rekindle that and then watch how it works is a, is a fun thing. I love being around that when people discover really how great they are already. Yeah. Already. Yeah. I love that. Wow. Okay. So we're back. That was like a two minute clip from the conversation I had with Fred. And this was just to kind of, uh, kind of reframe it. We were at the back of the range in Carmel and he was teaching me how to get power. And by allowing me, he has a big thing of throw clubs, but he was letting me or telling me, <laughs> coaching me to throw these throw clubs as far as I could. And it was in the process, process of that and me talking to him and going through it that we realized that I had quite a bit of tension in my golf swing. And he discusses how learning is the difference between, you know, experiences. When you, when you do one thing, so I would do my golf swing, and then when I would heave this club as far as I could, comparing the difference between the two, the area in between that is learning, right? That's where we're learning and we're tapping in. So I was sort of taking my golf swing, which had become very artificial and not really me, and comparing it to what I did, what my body would do when I was reacting to this, the, the stimulus of throwing this club as far as I possibly could and tapping into what that naturally meant for me, how my body moved there. And, and I realized that I had so much tension in between there. So, so tension comes from, as Fred talks about it, just the very thought of trying to remember how to do something can introduce tension into our golf swings. Okay, so let's sit on that one for a minute. So when we get up to hit the golf ball and we're thinking about thinking about anything that has to do with the mechanics of a golf swing, there's a very good chance that we are introducing tension. And we're trying to control something. We're trying to consciously swing the golf club. And Evan brought this up. Evan Schiller, who's an amazing player, um, was the one that started the discussion with Fred, where we, where the discussion on tension started to come from, where there's a lot of us who ruin a golf shot long before we ever take the club back because we're trying to remember and trying to make ourselves do something, which then brings in tension, puts us into a place where we are asking our conscious mind to do something that it has absolutely no ability to do. And I don't know if it's freaking the conscious mind out. The conscious mind knows that it doesn't know how to do it. And so it freaks it out, puts it into a nervous state, but we start to get 
tension. We're starting to, tension really represents us trying to control something we have absolutely no ability to control. And, and that's where the tension comes from. So in this exercise then, I was able to realize that between what I did naturally by heaving this club as far as I wanted to and, and hitting golf balls, I started to notice that I was introducing a lot of tension into my forearms, into my shoulders, that I was even restricting my turn just to try to keep the ball on the planet. I was so worried about losing control that I had lost control. And how odd is that? I was so worried about making sure that I didn't overswing or I didn't do uh, this. And I'll tell you, that throwing of the golf club felt like I was overswinging. And yet when we put it onto film, the heaving of the golf club didn't go as far back as my normal golf swing did. So I was artificially turning back and feeling like I was controlling that turn back. So the turn itself became full of tension. And yet it didn't feel like I was making a full turn. Where in the video, I mean, that is how unaware I was of my natural motion, what I should be doing. When we filmed my throwing motion of me heaving it as far as I possibly could, I wasn't getting quite to parallel. And yet I was throwing this thing as far as I could. So I literally found a shorter swing with no tension that was delivering more power because that's how my body works. And when I was not introducing any tension by thinking about the motion, then I was able to tap into that power. So no tension can equate to more power. And if nothing else, tension is a very good sign that we have now started to think and try to remember and try to make ourselves do something that we already know how to do naturally. That's where the tension comes from and why we need to avoid it. We cannot perform up to our best ability when we have this tension because we are controlling. So hopefully that makes sense. It's such a beautiful segment there with Fred sharing some of his knowledge and, and Evan's brilliance as well comes out in this episode where they are diving into golf at such a different level and trying to help us understand that we are already amazing, talented, accomplished golfers. We've just gone through so many bad lessons and bad techniques and bad, and bad articles in Golf Digest that we are now interfering with our ability to perform up to our potential. So that's, it was a very cool episode. So thank, thank you so much for joining me today here at Extraordinary, Extraordinary Golf. Wow. I wish, right? Thanks for joining me today at Data Access Golf, the podcast. I appreciate it very much. And as we always like to say, as we wrap things up, please remember, better data always means better golf. Until next time, thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com. And we'll see you on the next episode.